0: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Sandspants Radio, Australia's most family friendly podcast network.
2: Hey, I'm George Jim and I'm here to talk about Bookish, my book-themed interview podcast where I get a different guest on every week to talk about their favorite book and what that says about them. It's kind of half about the book and a lot about the guest because I'm trying to figure out why that thing you love is that thing you love. So if you've ever wondered, I like this thing, I wonder what that reflects about me. This show is basically me trying to figure that out every week with a new guest. It's kind of half book podcast and half psychoanalysis session from someone taking some wild shots in the dark. But it's a lot of fun and I think kind of informative. And there's books. Once, not so long ago now, there lived a retired adventurer known as Sir Grace. Haunted by who he once was, he had left adventuring behind and dedicated himself to his wife and his unborn child. An unexpected call from an old friend, however, once again plunged his world into turmoil as his services were called upon one final time. Welcome to Episode 2 of Fall from Grace, Part 3, The Dungeon. Previously... Listening to a very loud and drunken story is your wife, Lady Isabella Inell mm-hmm. She is heavily pregnant. As he approaches you, you look at the face of King Linus the Grey.
1: Mm-hmm. I would like to get down on one, one knee. In re- not reverence, just out of respect. The
2: realm has need of you one more time.
1: The Necro Wizard.
2: The Necro Wizard Norton. He has returned through some fell magic.
1: I'd like to maybe at this point look in the fire and be like, why me? are there not younger adventurers younger but none as experienced i will chuck on whatever's close and whatever's at hand maybe i'll glance at the cupboard that holds my armor just as maybe when i'm leaving i'll glance at cinder on the wall but i'll grab what is whatever's easy and whatever's close open the front page i'll pull out a quill and i will write for tiffany in case you too are cursed with adventure and then I'll close it, and I'll place it there prominently so that I can I can give it to her when I get back.
2: Under the cover of our assault, you will enter in and then hopefully subdue Vanquish. and kill him again. Sure. After several more days, mm-hmm. it's, I would say it takes you maybe, what should take several months, mm-hmm. takes you with magically charged horses. I would say also that every now and then, you, you the horses are swapped out so that you just never stop moving fantastic you reach there in maybe 5 days That's which good. should take months yeah
1: yeah great
2: and as you reach the it's like the docks of some kind of small nothing town and you can see that the the town it simply selected was because it had the only dock large <laughs> enough for this ship great there is sitting astride here a uh, like a, a a small ship of the line it's impressive looking. Mm-hmm. There's, it's bristling with ballastay, and you can see a catapult attached onto the deck. It's being manned by maybe 50 crewmen. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a semi-large crew, especially to dock the ship at this small little yeah. town. Yeah. Uh, also assembled here are a small set of soldiers. You can see that they are a skirmishing party, and you would assume that the person th- this is the skirmishing party. Yeah. That sighted, uh the necro wizard.
1: Okay. Um, as I step out of the carriage, I'll. I suppose, approach that skirmishing party.
2: Uh, When you step out, the king, who must now leave, he needs to get to the staging areas. He shakes your hand, and then, bringing you in close to embrace you, Mm -hmm. he whispers into your ear, be careful. I always am. The carriages
1: leave. You are left here with, uh, what are you calling them? Half-plant, milky, messiah, and elf. Cool. Follow me. I'll head for the skirmishing party. There may be like five or six in total.
2: All of them are stride horses. Mm-hmm. As you approach, all five of them dismount and kneel
1: on one knee before you. Oh, get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! None of this. Uh, who? Uh, uh, anybody who's seen the necro wizard visually, seen full on the necro wizard? I need to speak to you. Two of the skirmishers raise a hand. Fantastic. Come this way. All the right. rest of you, addies or whatever. All right. What do you? What do you want to? What do you talk? What about? did it look like? Tell me everything you know. Was he looking zombified, say, or skeletal? Did he look? Was he glowing? Uh, any of this information would be very valuable.
2: Both of the skirmishers you can see have kind of like a look of semi-awe. It's something that you're kind of semi-used mm-hmm. to as well. They've obviously heard the tales about yeah. Gra- uh, Grace's companions. So at at first they they're like stammering through mm. their words, but then eventually they begin to find a rhythm. And they're, they're answering and being helpful, but it takes a minute. <sighs> they explain to you that on one of their, like, just exploratory skirmishes, this is long after they knew that there, that there was a force amassing. Mm-hmm. They were trying to work out exactly the numbers and who was amassing this force, what it was about. It was kind of a very scary, intense time for them, you mm-hmm. can tell, because just an army is being assembled oh, and they yeah. don't know what's going on. It's frightening. This was the deepest and furthest that anyone go- has had ventured in. You're almost a little... If it truly was the Necro Wizard, yeah. you actually... Yeah. If this is truly the Necro Wizard Norton, as they are claiming, mm-hmm. then it kind of almost fits his MO. Okay. The Necro Wizard Norton... It, he's grandiose in a yeah. lot of things. And you know that he definitely knew about these skirmishers. <laughs> let them get close so mm. that he they could see him. Yeah, of course. So this kind of fits the MO. Okay. Uh, yeah, they saw him commanding a mighty host of orcs. There were two different tribes. They were able to tell from tribal colors. Mm-hmm. The two different tribes, the chieftains came forward and they were discussing with the necro wizards. Then the Necro-Wizard, which they give, like, a perfectly accurate description of your memory, at least, of the Necro-Wizard. Then the Necro-Wizard grasped with his hand, and an eerie green light befell one of the Orc Chieftains. The Orc Chieftain aged a thousand years in the blink of an eye and turned to ash. God. This is... So, (laughs) you know exactly what this is. The Necro-Wizard Norton, the last time you met him, was Mm. dabbling with the forces of time magic. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. It appears he
2: was successful. That was not his... When you killed him Mm. last time, that was not his ultimate objective. That was just, like, an incidental thing you learnt along the way. Yeah. In one of the many dungeon rooms, you saw a a room with a giant clock in it. Mm -hmm. And the clock, it was just hovering in the air. And the clock was magically attached to several people who were aging and de-aging
1: rapidly. That's very funny. It's very good to imagine... Grace's companion's walking through, pointing to the clock and be like, everyone be careful. (laughs) Don't age a thousand years. Okay. Maybe as, like, when they describe that to me when they finish, I'm, like, lost somewhere else. Like, man, poor orcs, you know? You never hear, it's not halflings. It's never two halfling tribes brought together by some evil wizard to...
2: um, One uh, of the scouts says, "'Tis their fell gods, my lord." Their fell gods influence the minds, making them dirty, awful creatures. This is very classic mm. Candanese racism.
1: <laughs> How many orcs have you known? And I don't mean fought with, I mean known. The
2: skirmisher looks at you with a blank expression. Known? Thankfully none, my lord.
1: I've known at least 40. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> anyway, okay, thanks for your information. You can go now. I'd like to turn around to my new companions. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been dabbling with time magic. Uh, That's no good for us. Time magic's one of those... It's one of those bastard magics, you know? (laughs) (laughs) At least with something like, you know, fire or or ice. It's easy to defend yourself against, but time, time's tricky. Um, Time is one of those magics where you've just got to be careful, you know? I'm sure some of you know this. I'm sorry, I I haven't even asked. Um, What kind of experience do the four of you have?
2: So, Half Plate steps forward and says, My lord, I was the one who vanquished the vile cobbled queen, Ystrilda. Okay. You have never heard of (laughs) Ystrilda. You assume the vile cobbled queen means that she was present when a cobbled, not a cobbled army, uh, but when a cobbled host was killed. I'd like to be like first level adventure, but you would not describe (laughs) it as a first level adventure.
1: I was once in a cart moving very fast uh, near Blue Beach, and we hit a (laughs) cobbled. Not impressed, Uh, Milky. I have in my my
2: studies uh, made revelations. He says I have an understanding of the
1: world. He says that's awfully vague. That's fine, whatever, Messiah.
2: I. I'm uh, a fervent believer that all the gods are connected in intricate and special ways. And my understandings have allowed me to to tap into deep and powerful reserves of magic and energy from the upper god, as I call it.
1: <laughs> I'd like to just like... That sounds insane. <laughs> uh, what's this expression? That's... It's a kind of like lips pursed, tap on the table a couple of times... Okay. <laughs> Elf, you've clearly got something going on. I can barely look at you. <laughs> that
2: sounds like an insult.
1: <laughs> I am hidden,
2: one with nature.
1: Okay. What, what does that mean? She
2: looks out towards the sea <laughs> and says, my history is my own. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. Well, cut that shit out. All of you, nip it in the bud now. Okay you're not special. None of you are special. We're here to do a job. I don't care who killed your father. I don't care what great treasure you need to find. I don't care what uh, grievance you have or rivalry you have with what great dangerous evil. Whatever quest you're on right now, stop thinking about it. We're stopping the Necro Wizard. And When this is done, if you're still alive, you can go take care of whatever bullshit you need to take care of. Do I make myself clear?
2: It's like a spell is broken. Their once like look of almost awe is now one of kind of like, oh, this is what you are.
1: <laughs> oh, this isn't going to be fun at all. <laughs>
2: do you want to march down the docks towards yeah, the ship? Let's do it. All right. So as you approach, a man in a very very sharply dressed man in the blue colors of the Cantonese fleet approaches you. He snaps a crisp salute that is somewhat unusual to you. Or maybe not. You're pretty well traveled, yeah. actually. He snaps a a slightly different salute to, than what you're used to. Whereas maybe like a regular salute is touching the brow with one's fingers. Mm-hmm. His salute is more like a a step of heels together, and then a gesture over the head and a slight bow to it. Hmm. It's a little foreign, but you identify it as a... The people from Blue Beach are fiercely independent, (laughs) despite the fact that they are technically a protectorate of Candor. They are to a to a man, woman, and child, every member, every citizen of Blue Beach considers themselves a citizen of Blue Beach first <laughs> and a member of candor second.
1: I'd like to be like, great salute, my friend. Um,
2: <laughs> he when he looks at you, this is it's, yeah, it's probably quite rare for you, especially in your mm. older age. Mm. but he you see the face of a man who knows who you are and doesn't care.
1: <laughs> That's good
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's a simple soldier. Hello, it is a pleasure to meet you. I Likewise. am I am Lieutenant Ari Kater.
1: So, Grace. Um, are you will be captaining the ship, I assume, or yes,
2: we we will be getting you to your destination okay. and then we will if possible, uh provide some more extra covering fire so that you may sleep in unnoticed. We'll probably need if it if it is requested. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I imagine it would be.
2: Please, we have little time.
1: Uh, I'd like to take a brief moment Perhaps imperceptible to most before getting on the boat where I have to steal myself, <laughs> given that one of my last experiences with the boat was not uh, super pleasant. And then I'll walk up the gangplank. Having banished the memory of fighting the Alhoon, mm. you
2: walk up the gangplank and onto the ship itself.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, I'd like to turn to Half-Plate Milky, Miss Elf and be like, I get seasick, so I'll be below deck. <laughs> and I'd like to go below deck. <laughs> Alright,
2: you leave it to them to spot. <laughs> Alright, that's cool. Uh, the crew of this ship could only be described as brutish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They resent having to carry you. You and the rest of your host. Of the unpleasant nature that some people from Blue Beach have towards Candor. this is maybe the least pleasant mm. crew that you've ever shipped with. They, like... Maybe... They're not, like, actively hostile, but... They don't ask you to move out of the way. Mm. They just
1: bump into you. That sort of our style. You know, honestly, I kind of appreciate it a little bit. You know, okay. it's nice not to be treated like something special for once. Um, obviously, I don't try and start a fight or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep it myself, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs>
2: At one point you hear a slight commotion happening above deck. Would you go to
1: investigate that? I might go and have a look. Does it sound like a does it sound like one of the It t- sounds like yelling. Okay, then yes, I will. Oh, as in like two people arguing. Yeah, uh
2: yeah, I'd probably go and investigate. One of the members of the crew has obviously they didn't if they didn't show deference to you, they're not showing deference to the adventuring party. That's and fair. quite clearly, Jackie Mellor has taken offense.
1: <laughs> What was Jackie Malott Messiah. Jackie Mel, yeah
2: Messiah, sorry. I'll call them by their names now. Messiah <laughs> like has taken Jackie now. Off- <laughs> uh, Messiah has taken offense to this and they're j- just like yelling. It looks like it could come to blows but it probably isn't going to. I'm just going to watch. Messiah is just yelling like pick up pick up your damn feet, don't ya? you. You you're bumping about the place like a crazy man on drugs or something. <laughs> what have you been smoking, huh? What's in that bloody pipe? She reaches up to slap a pipe out of the sailor's hands.
1: Can I get there in time to grab her hand?
2: Before she can slap, before you're there, Lieutenant Harry Cutter has his hand gripped firmly around yeah. hers. He drags her hand backwards and then with two fingers, pook! <laughs> <laughs> Jabbed her in the throat Oh, that's great (laughs) Messiah
1: can't breathe
2: For like a solid 10 seconds Is just doubled over Trying to draw breath
1: And maybe I'll go While Messiah's like (gasps) I'll go over and pat her on the back And be like Wasn't very clever of you, was it? Harry admonishes the mm. the
2: soul, uh, the sailor that she started a fight with, mm. telling them to like fucking scupper and get back to work. And they he defuses the fight.
1: What is this, what is starting a fight gonna get for you? I asked <laughs> that to Messiah. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait. That's fair. <laughs> it was
2: disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A lot of people are going to be disrespectful in this life. You set a fight with everybody that's disrespectful towards you, you'll die. You'll die in a bar fight. Messiah shoots you a dirty look, but standing up says nothing else. It's the truth. All right, have a good day. <laughs> I'll All head right. back down below deck.
2: After maybe, it's been the better part of a day, mm-hmm. so it's night time. You hear? Oh no! Actually, they wouldn't sound a bell. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, uh, one of the sailors, comes down to fetch you, saying that they see lights in some caves. Okay, I'll get on deck
1: quick as a flash, and I'll I'll scan the shoreline as the you, ap- yeah. As
2: you approach, Sergeant Pippi, the the adventuring crew mm-hmm. are all on the eastern side of the. No, sorry, the, <laughs> they're on the right side of the ship, yeah. staring uh, northwards. Towards the coast. Yeah, sure, sure. Using cardinal directions, <laughs> but in relative to the ship. <laughs> oh, the no. eastern side of the ship. Uh, uh, yeah, so they're looking northwards towards the coast, and you can see it's dark now. Okay. You arrived at the ship around the morning and you've spent the entire day on this ship from morning till it's sometime after night. You maybe had, you've slept on this ship Mm. at this point. There's like a heavy mist that's rolled through as well. So it's dark, it's misty. It's visibility is garbage right now. Yeah. All you can see is that up at a significant angle. So you can tell that it's set into a cliff, but you
1: can't actually see the cliff itself. You can just see lights. That's gotta be us. I point to it. And I say to the companions...
2: Oh, uh, sorry. As as you approach... Sorry. Yeah. P- uh, sorry. Half Plate. <laughs> Thank you. Half Plate looks at you and says, A pleasure to meet you. I'm uh, uh, Sergeant Pippi Underful. Where uh, where have you been this entire trip?
1: Excuse me? I've been below deck.
2: Oh, uh, sorry. I just... It's good to see you, you know? Okay. We've been here, all of us, the rest of us, just checking the coastline. Yeah. That, doing
1: what we're here for. That's your job. Absolutely. Uh, Then I'll point. That's us, I suppose. Uh, I'd like to turn to uh, Cutter. Yeah. Be like, so we're to go ashore now. This is probably the best cover we're going to get. We shall supply you with, say, uh, uh,
2: a longboat and you will row yourself ashore. Okay. I... Would offer covering fire or anything of that sort, but I I think we are just as likely to hit you as anything else.
1: Absolutely. No, I wouldn't at all.
2: All right. We will remain here, nonetheless, Mm -hmm. docked out uh, this far from shore, and you can return to us if you need to
1: escape. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your help. It was
2: my job. (laughs)
1: I'll give him a broad (laughs) smile.
2: Okay. You all board into a longboat. The mm-hmm. longboat is lowered. As the longboat's lowered, you maybe cast a look across the rest of your adventuring party, and all of them, <laughs> they they began five days ago. Mm-hmm. They were fed, bottle fed on the tales <laughs> of, um, in addition to regular tales of their legends and yeah. stuff like that. The Grace's companions were famous, absolutely, and so they came to you, if not with a sense of awe or respect, then at least with acknowledgement. Of your history over the course of those five days, and now definitely the time spent on this boat, all four of them are looking at you as if you were scum.
1: Maybe as we're like rowing to shore, maybe I'm sitting there kind of like, you know, not, not being like, row, row. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm sitting there directing them and looking behind us, maybe I turn back, spear on my knees, and I'm like, not what you expected? Uh, both rule, sorry, Milky. Mm. <laughs> Milky looks at you and says,
2: it is what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> then he looks out in what he quite clearly out at the mist, and what he quite clearly thinks is an, a uh, suspicious yeah. look
1: or something like that. Mm, okay, not much to see out there. Just missed. I see much, he says. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep rolling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in response to your statement mm-hmm. as well, Sergeant Pippi underfull, half played. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so sorry. Half plate, leans over the side of the ship, looking at you kind of out of the corner of her eye and spits into the water. That's a bit aggressive. You uh, touch on the on the beach. All of you need to make perception checks. Whoa, shit's getting crazy. That's going off the table. You and Beaufort almost annoyingly at the same time, although maybe is the only one. That, <laughs> when you see that Bofrol has also seen it, you don't say anything. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prob- probably know. not. But in, in any case, Beaufort gestures along the shore and mm. you can see a small campfire and you can see small silhouetted set shapes by the campfire.
1: I'm not saying anything. I'd like to gesture with my hand for everybody to crouch.
2: Everyone slowly hops
1: out of the, mm-hmm. the boat,
2: but as they hop out, Sergeant, uh, half plate and Messiah both make quite a lot of noise. They're both wearing heavy armor. Mm. In fact, you're wearing heavy armor <laughs> as well. Yeah,
1: that's fair. But I, probably... I know how to use it. That's the,
2: that's the trick. <laughs> You're probably a bit quieter, mm. but nonetheless, yeah, yeah, the three of you are not really kitted out for stealth.
1: Do the silhouettes react at all?
2: No, they don't seem to have noticed you yet.
1: Do they look human? or They're too
2: small to be human.
1: Okay. Goblin, presumably. Yes. Or undead halflings. <laughs> also possible. Could be any of them. Or gnomes or kobolds. Okay. Um, I'd like to finger my lips gesture to move just a little bit closer so we can get a better gauge of what's happening at the campfire all of you move mm-hmm.
2: all of you move quite qui- uh, quite quietly <laughs> you lose sight of elf she just disappears into the mist she's presumably somewhere around here but she's quite stealthy okay you approach a little closer and you still can't see there's still kind of just shapes in the mist the mist here mm-hmm. is super heavy you actually start beginning to wonder if it's supernatural in origin Ooh, okay you still can't see the figures, they're a little bit clearer, but you can now also hear scrabbling sounds. They're talking, chittering to mm-hmm. each other in what is quite... If you don't know Goblin, then you know, I know what is Goblin... it is yeah. sure. You know, you understand the intonation of Goblin. How
1: many Goblins are there? There's four. Okay. I, like, turn to everybody. I guess Elf is somewhere else. Great. Um, <laughs> but I turn to them and I... Maybe I... Can I mouth one each, to them? Will they be able to understand that in the mist, or can they not see my face well enough?
2: Um, you can see... Yeah, yeah, I'd say you'd be close. Enough. Okay, Yeah. okay. You're really yeah. close, but if they were more than, like, ten feet away, you wouldn't be able to. Okay, cool. All right, Uh. yeah, They each of them nod. Cool. All
1: right, I will... There's, like, a
2: seriousness that has descended
1: upon the party. Can I see, do any of the goblins... I know they're just silhouettes, but do any of them look tougher than any of the others? One is standing up and gesturing, but the but other than that, it's impossible to tell. You the, can't see a beard on Yeah, him. yeah, no, that's what I was looking for. A beard or a headdress. Yeah. Is one of these goblins the magic goblin, you know? <laughs> alright uh, right, well, you're going well, to I'll head for the gesturing one.
2: You slowly start moving forwards and then your slow movement begins to break into mm-hmm. a sprint mm-hmm. and you charge forward.
1: Spear the goblin in the back.
2: In your sprint, you lower the spear and you drive it forwards at the standing goblin as mm-hmm. he immediately resolves out of the mist. It's like, <laughs> like uh, silhouette, 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 and then goblin, goblin and you, you're there. You're in front <sighs> you drive the spear forwards, striking him. Oh, yeah, fuck, you hit him. Are you using one hand or two hands? Two hands. You drive the spear into his head. The goblin jerks once on the end of your spear and then tumbles forwards.
1: Okay. Then it... I'd, yeah, like to immediately scan the battlefield to see what everyone else is doing. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass- Hey, are you a big D&D's for nerds head, but you've finished the current campaign and you're ravenous for more? Well, it sounds like you need Sans Pants Plus. If you sign up for Sans Pants Plus, you get to listen to all of our bonus D&D adventures. You get to listen to The Plumbing Boys Play Slash Ruin D&D, where me and the Joels try to conquer some of D&D's most difficult dungeons. And even D&D's for Kings, a long-running freeform campaign with no set story, like Season 1 and 2. So if you want all of that, all this brand new D&D content, Head to sanspantsradio.com forward slash plus and sign up today and you'll have so much d for nerds at your disposal, you'll fucking throw up.
2: After you, Beaufort looms out of the mist, his tall figure looked like an alien. Before, <laughs> not, not that you know what an alien is. <laughs> it had yeah, an alien nature to yeah. it before he, he emerges from the mist. You hear before you see him, though, And a Shard of pure ice launches from his hand and strikes one of the goblins. The goblin staggers backwards, but it's still standing. Okay. Then the ice knife explodes. The goblin that he struck and a goblin next to him both fail their dexterity saving throws... And the shards of tiny ice deal a further four points of damage to both of them. The one that he stabbed collapses. The other one screams as tiny mm. little shards are embedded in it. Then it is Halfplate's turn. Halfplate takes basically the same direction you did. With her sword in both hands, she charges in screaming and swings at the chest of one of the goblins. She neatly cuts that goblin in half. Two goblins down, one goblin wounded, one goblin fine. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Then it is elf's turn. You see, well, no, you just hear, and then arrows. Oh, critical hit. Oh, well done, elf. Quadruple damage. (laughs) The goblin's head explodes and its body falls to its knees and then hits the ground.
1: One goblin left, yeah?
2: Yeah, and now it is... This not Goblin's <laughs> turn. No, it's um, Messiah's turn. Oh, man. Messiah, similarly to the rest of you, lumbers out of the darkness, and she just charges forwards with her Warhammer. She brings the Warhammer down onto the remaining Goblin's head, striking and dealing a d10 plus three. 12 points of damage. The last goblin is slain. It's their turn. They get up. Oh, what? Oh, no. Ah oh, fuck. Ah oh, fuck. They get up. As they get up, the goblin whose head has exploded, his head re- reforms. The mm-hmm. goblin who was cut in half, his two halves come back together. the The wounds that happened upon them, it looks like time is reversing mm. itself. Great. Boston magic.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the goblin's turn. They attack. Fuck. One of them attacks you, Sir Grace. Natural one. <laughs> uh, sidestepped. Swap places with the target and make a DC14 dexterity saving throw. on a failed save for prone. Um, he rolls pretty well. Yeah, all right. He doesn't fall prone, but as he charges, you step aside and he just charges straight past you. What a fool. Another one attacks half plate. The attack doesn't even hit half. The attack was never going to hit half plate. You're not sure what that fucking goblin was (laughs) aiming for. Another one attacks Messiah. Critical hit. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heroic end. Maximum quadruple damage. If this attack kills you, all allies who can see you have advantage on their attacks for a d10 rounds. This might... Maximum quadruple damage. 8. 32. Wow. Who did I say that was? Messiah? Messiah. Oh, fuck. Messiah's dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Messiah's head is cut off. Her look of surprise at being slain by the goblin she just slayed is still evident on her dead face. Everyone gets advantage for six rounds. All right. Okay. All right. And... uh, Hang on. Let me just quickly. 32 points of damage. Yeah, she had nine hit points. All right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. And then the final one attacks... Oh, well, one charges Milky. No, one throws a javelin at Milky. The javelin misses. Okay. Wow, that was fucking intense. Grace, it's your turn.
1: Okay, I'd like to... Do I think that killing them is at all even, like, an option. You think
2: they had... You... Sorry. Uh, Actually, you know what? As an action, I will let you make an assessment of these goblins because you've just now gotten a proper look at them. let's do it. Get a good boy card. Woo! And you saw that all four of the goblins were wearing a medallion around their neck. The medallion had a red gem set Mm -hmm. into it. When time rewinded, the medallion shattered.
1: Oh, okay, cool. All right, okay, cool. You think this is a once-off thing. All right, thank God. Thank God. All right. uh, That was your action, though. Yeah, uh, action surge. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) I see. Um, I'll action surge, and I will chill-touch one of them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Ah, yes, you cast the spell, and then you can attack also. yes. chill-touch one of them, and then attack the other with my spear. All right. A ghostly spectral
2: hand wraps around the neck of one of the goblins. Dealing ten points of damage. Mm-hmm. The goblin falls to its knees, falls forward, starts struggling in the ground, and then goes still. <laughs> you attack with your spear. You need to use one hand. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, you jab forwards. You connect with one of the goblins. Dealing. Nine points of damage. You spear a second goblin through the head, and when you drag your spear back, that goblin topples over dead.
1: Who's tussling with the last goblin?
2: There's t- still two goblins. Oh, who's
1: tuss- who's tussling with them?
2: They are uh, the... Sorry, i got to remember the names. <laughs> the names
1: I've given them. That's Half-plate very Half plate is
2: tussling with one. The other one was throwing javelins. Okay,
1: Half plate, Milky, the medallions. Go for the fucking medallions.
2: All of the medallions are shattered. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess... All of them were killed in a round.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, then instead I'll say, Half plate Milky, you can kill them now. You can. It was a once off. All right, it's Beaufrill's turn. Beaufrill looks slightly perturbed by the
2: situation, but if you say that it's good, then he'll keep fighting. Um... Don't fucking
1: falter now. That's what <laughs> I'll probably be yelling. He also casts Chill Touch.
2: Another spectral hand wraps around the goblin that was uh, throwing javelins. That goblin takes five points of damage. He's still standing. Okay. Then it is... Sorry, Bofrol. I mean, Milky. (laughs) Then it is... They have so many names. It's Halfplate's turn. Halfplate redoubles her efforts with her longsword and swings again. She connects again, and she deals... Oh! She deals 12 points of damage. She cuts the goblin in half the other way. (laughs) Good. And finally it's elf's turn. <laughs> a arrow out of the mist strikes the chill touched goblin. That goblin goes down. Okay. This time they stay dead.
1: I like put up a hand for everyone just to be like still ready for like at least maybe 30 seconds, but once I see that nothing like they're not getting yeah, up, yeah. I'll rush to Messiah.
2: Messiah has had her head neatly separated from her body. She is very dead. I stand up.
1: And then I, I'd like our to... elf
2: emerges from the mist.
1: Yeah. This one's on me.
2: I should have seen that they had half plate says maybe maybe something with the time magic. Maybe we can bring her back.
1: I, I wouldn't <laughs> get a good boy. <laughs> I know that seems like a good idea, but um, trust me, it's not. Uh, I know that's hard to hear. We should bury her here. Are you going to carry her body? I'll start digging. <laughs> I start digging a grave with whatever I can find around. A filthy goblin shovel.
2: You have probably dug, just to say, though, you have probably dug enough graves in your time (laughs) to know that if you dig one here at the beach, it's not going to stay dug for very long. It's sand. This is more of a symbolic gesture for them. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you dig a grave. I will say that you could take a short rest in that time. Yeah, oh oh well. In the one hour of uh, resting, you could have probably... Some someone goes down a little loop, and you can see that you're right next to a cliff face mm-hmm. that has many many tunnels dotted into it. only the ones really high up have lights
1: okay um before we go, I would like to maybe like if if we gathered around once the grave's finished, mm. I'd like to be like, did any of you know her well?
2: Both for answers, saying we had the uh, traveled for maybe two months.
1: Mana tavern he nods. all right. Um, we should probably expect any other people we encounter are going to be able to come back like that. we got to be checking for amulets. And that amulet, sure, that was one go of coming back, one resurrection, but we shouldn't take that as rote. We don't know how many resurrections these people have. Milky, you're some kind of spell caster. If you've got any spells that can incapacitate people, that's probably your best go. If we can tie someone up or stop somebody and slit their throat three times... That's going to do us better than, you know, wasting all of this effort fighting them like we have been. If you don't have any spells and you can't incapacitate them that way, tying them up. I could put them to sleep. Sure. Whatever works. Um, okay. We're going to try and make our way up the cliff.
2: You get up the cliff without too much trouble. There's a little bit of struggling mm-hmm. here and there, but the it's obviously you can see that there's a well-beaten track that sure. the goblins have probably Goblins had made. to get
1: down here somehow.
2: Yeah. The track is kind of designed for a small sized creature, but you manage well enough. Mm-hmm. There's one like major entrance that has a big light coming through it. And you think all the other lights that you can see are just kind of offshoots. Okay. Smaller ones where the light is just kind of, you know, like slowly echoing through the, yeah. through the caves. For sure.
1: All right. Well, I guess we got to head for that larger light. Who's going first? I will. I'll arrange them typical adventuring party. Wizard up the back, mm-hmm. me up the front. Um... I believe typical one is cleric up the back, but you don't have one of them anymore. Yeah. So... No, a, a, Alas, I don't know where they went. Um, yeah, yeah, so wizard up the back, me up the front, uh, uh, half plate in the middle. All right, cool. Oh, wait,
2: is there anywhere in, s- in particular you want elf?
1: Oh, elf. I assume elf's doing her own thing. <laughs>
2: She stalks along nearby. Yeah. Sure, yeah.
1: Elf, el- Elf is such a typical adventurer archetype that Sir Grace <laughs> is basically like stop. Might be count- the only survivor. Yeah, he's like whatever. She's doing her. I don't have to think about her.
2: After not too long, maybe like fifty feet. After fifty feet, the rough cave wall gives mm-hmm. way to worked stone. You can see that there's some effort made to make this place look nice. Okay. You're not sure necessarily to whose benefit <laughs> if it's goblins wandering around. Although, to be fair, like I said, the uh, necro wizard Norton did is an ostentatious, a, yeah, yeah, sword. sure, a
1: grandiose kind of guy. Yeah, does it seem like recently worked? It, it w- uh, well, that's impossible to tell. Uh, okay. so. I yeah. am no dwarf, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No worries. All right. Well, we'll. You uh, can
2: see ahead of you mm-hmm. to uh, the path. The path forwards ends and then goes left and right at a T intersection.
1: Okay. Um, as we're walking, I would like to be wary, like Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe with my spear, as we're walking, I'm just tapping the ground in front of us as we approach that intersection. Uh,
2: luckily you're tapping. Yeah. Luckily you're tapping because Mm -hmm. you at one point press down on a brick and you see it has a little bit of give in it. Okay. And then you realize... You realize it isn't a brick, but an illusion. There's an mm.
1: illusionary section of the floor that is not real. I'd like to put up a hand. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is there like rocks on the ground I can pick up? No, not here at the worked section. Okay. Um, What have I got in my pack? I'd like to... I'll get one of my crossbow bolts. Okay. And I'll throw it as far as I can to see where the illusion ends. It's
2: hard to tell. The crossbow bolt doesn't really have the spread that you need, Mm. but you can see that the area is significant enough that a person could very easily fall into it.
1: Could a person jump it, does it seem like?
2: Mm, if you're searching that with your spear, you can tell, yes, it's not a very hard jump. Okay. There is presumably a way around it that the goblins use, but mm, you have true. no idea what that would be. I'd like to go to just the
1: edges of it.
2: It could be something as well that you need to be on the other side to, to ah, that's activate. Fair. Yeah.
1: I, I like to go to the edges of the illusion and just see if there's anywhere to walk along either side of it. You
2: can indeed walk along the side. You okay. see that there's like a one inch gap where the wall, just below the wall where the floor is real, but you'd be like edging along the side.
1: All right, I'd like to get out my rope, mm-hmm. tie it around my waist, tie it around the three of them, and then I'd like to start edging along the side. So I get a bad boy card, oh, and fuck. you fall. Oh, fuck. Grab me!
2: You, As you're edging along the side, mm. something that you had not accounted for is that the Necro Wizard Norton is also vindictive. Mm. Vindictive and malicious in impossible ways. Halfway across, when you're shimmying, a thought occurs to you. You remember fighting the arc, uh, the necro wizard yeah. Morton, and you remember how he understood the mind of the adventurer. Yeah, he would expect someone to do this. Mm. In fact, this is you. You like out loud, maybe say the words to yourself. This is probably a second layer to the trap. Yeah, before you realize that little one inch section halfway through is oiled up.
1: Oh fuck!
2: You slip and fall. Oh god. I need to roll. Who was the next person on the line?
1: It uh, would have been uh, Half
2: Halfplate. Half Plate? All right. Half Plate needs to make a strength saving throw. All right. Barely. You fall into the trap, huh. and then you need to make a perception check. <laughs> All right. It looks like a regular 10-foot deep maybe 20 foot deep yeah. actually pit trap garden variety <laughs> this yeah this would be quite classically dangerous mm-hmm. i mean like to a regular adventurer they could break a leg they could die yeah but it's unlikely that it might just outright kill you however that's not the way the necro wizard norton works he always has an extra little mm-hmm. trick or or uh, interesting part of the trap you just barely manage to see a film there's like a substance in here, mm. a big gelatinous square of it sitting in the bottom of the pit. It cannot rise up to meet you, but you are looking directly at a gelatinous cube. If you had fallen into the cube, that would have been deadly. Yeah, pull me up, pull me they, up. They pull you up. They pull you up.
1: <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm getting. I'm I. I gotta focus. Um. We're not going around the edge. There's a gelatinous cube down there. You'll you're will going to have to jump it. We're going to have to jump it. We're going to have to jump it. Okay. I, I untie the rope because that just seems like you're asking for trouble. <laughs> uh,
2: the gelatinous cube, just to let you know, fills perfectly the space of the bottom of the pit trap. God fucking you damn it. will guaranteed hit it if you fall in. Fucking damn it. I All mean. right. I'm going to make
1: the first jump. Just
2: let. It, I, can I just pause yeah. this game just for a second? Just to say, this is one of my favorite traps ever. I feel so clever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is great. It's, it's a great, great pit try. To be like, oh, it's just a pit. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh, wait, definitely no. And it's very good for if you're falling and you just land and you're like, why have I slowed my descent? Oh, no. Sorry, please continue. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm going to make the jump first right. so that I can help anybody else jumping across.
2: That's a athletics check
1: you you
2: got a twenty-two. You leap across easily. <sighs> you land on the other side with no worries. You can now see you're at the T intersection. Mm-hmm. Now you can now see to your left and right, the corridors look identical, and they end at uh, and they both end at a stone door.
1: All right, I'll uh wait there, hands outstretched for the next three.
2: Then half plate, ooh, athletics, ooh, half plate barely makes it. Come on now. Melky, you're right. Melky makes it fine okay. without any armor on. Mm-hmm. Melky is does not have any trouble, and then Elf, Elf also yeah. gracefully
1: leaps across. Okay, so left or right? Um, can I see any any difference at all in the in the two different directions? They look identical. They okay. look very similar. All right. Well, let's creep forward to let's go left. Say
2: you sneak your way forwards. Hey, with one less character, there's one less chance to fail the stealth roll. That's true. I get a bad boy card. God damn it. Who was that? Ah, half plate, of course. As you're approaching that door, Mm -hmm. half plate slips, hits the ground, and you hear metallic the metallic sound of a a person in heavy armor Mm -hmm. slamming onto a stone floor. It echoes, and there's a brief hanging moment where nothing happens, and you think you're fine. But then the door opens and goblins start rushing
1: out. Okay. Can I see they have amulets on their necks? The goblins are hurriedly
2: putting on their armor. <laughs> it looks like you disturbed them. It looks like this is their barracks. They were Great. sleeping, eating, drinking. They were definitely not prepared for this. So they're still putting stuff on. Some of them are putting on armor. Some of them are just unsheathing weapons. Mm-hmm. You see some of them are putting on amulets. Okay. There are five of them in total. Well, five coming from this barracks. Sorry, I forgot to mention, the doors to both swing open oh, and fuck. goblins start, <laughs> start okay. All pouring right. out. There are five coming from ahead of yeah. you, five coming from behind. I'm going to say only two of them are trying to put on amulets. Okay. Both of the ones trying to put on amulets are goblins with like stubble.
1: Okay, Big, more powerful goblins, I see. Boss goblins. Yes. Will
2: our remaining heroes be able to extract themselves from this without more of them dying? Find out next time on Fall From Grace, The Dungeon.
1: Hey, dickhead. Do you want more Sans Pants in your life? Well, good news. There are currently 26 Sans Pants Radio podcasts available right now, free to the public. And if you want to splash a bit of coin, we have a further 20 bonus shows and bonus fees for you to sink your ears into. That's 46 shows. Head to
0: sanspantsradio.com to check them out now. That's sanspantsradio.com.
1: Just search for D and for Nerds on your favourite podcast app of choice, and join us on this epic quest of D and D podcast discovery.